0: House in the Middle of the River, September, 1983. Imelda Agnes Richardson learned something important on the morning of the 29th of September, 1983. She found out things could change overnight. On that morning, she walked out of Watersgate, a single suitcase dragging behind her. In it, all the clothes and bed things she could manage to rescue. She could not have known that her favourite piece of clothing, a bright red cardigan bought in England and never worn in Jamaica, was even then ruining all the other damp clothes surrounding it, its dye spreading generously to all corners of the suitcase, so that for months afterwards Imelda would be forced to wear the colour red like some kind of revivalist mother, warding off ghosts and duppies. Even if Imelda had known about the sweater and its ruining effect, she would not have cared, for it was with an angry heart that she was leaving Watersgate. No one was there to say goodbye. All the windows and doors were shut tight. The only sound that could be heard were a few birds, the steady roar of the river, and Imelda taking muddy footstep after muddy footstep towards the bridge. Then towards the Good Road, and then, it was generally assumed, onto a bus that would take her to Alexander Town Square. It seemed that it was she alone, she alone in the wilderness. Of course, such appearances were deceptive. In a village like Watersgate, everything is seen, every movement known. There are at least a dozen people who had witnessed Imelda's exodus. But they each felt that the woman deserved this, that it was punishment from God himself. So to call out to her at that moment would be to cohort with the devil, and who would want that? For destruction to fall on their houses overnight, as it had on Imelda's? One week earlier, Tessa Walcott had been walking up from the river And if someone from outside had been watching, they might have been amazed or even concerned that a woman of such considerable girth could carry all that weight, not to mention the bundle of clothes atop her head, on such thin ankles. Being an outsider, they would not have witnessed this weekly march before, every Monday to be exact, and would not know that of all the women coming up from the river with wash-bundles, Tessa often carried the largest. She not only washed for herself, but also for various people in Alexandertown Square, including her eldest son, who drove up each Sunday to deliver onto his mother's porch the week's laundry.